The message you're about to listen to is produced by Sierra Iso Media. Today, I'm going to be looking at taking your business to the next level. Taking your business to the next level. The Lord gave me this message, and, um, and I know that it's going to bless you. Taking your business to the next level. Our text is Isaiah 54, verse 2 to 3. Isaiah 54, verse 2 to 3. Hallelujah. Amen. It says, enlarge the place of thy tents, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy sticks. Verse 3. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand, say amen, and on the left. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For thou shalt break forth on the right and on the left, say amen, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles, means the nations, and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Say amen. amen. All right. Taking your business to the next level. We define business in several ways. And one of the first ones is busyness. Say busyness. All right. Number two, we said your business is your productive preoccupation. Now, let me give you the scriptures for that. Busyness, Ecclesiastes 1 verse 13. And um, I'll read this first, then I'll read the ESV. And I gave my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven. This saw travail as God given to the sons of man to be exercised therewith. ESV. It says, and I applied my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under heaven. It says, it is an unhappy business that God has given to the children of men, to the children of man, to what? To be busy with. So the first definition is busyness. The second one is your pro productive preoccupation. There's 1 Thessalonians 4, 11 to 12. It says, and that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to walk with your own hands as we commanded you. Verse 12. It says, that you may walk honestly toward them that are without and that you may have lack of nothing. Three, your business is your responsibility. Whatever is your responsibility is your business. Genesis 16 verse 6. Genesis 16 verse 6. Give it to me in the message translation, please. MSG. It says, this is Abraham talking to, to Sarah. And it says, you decide, said Abraham, your maid is your business. You see that? Your maid is your, that means she's your responsibility. First Samuel 17 verse 28. David was responsible for the few sheep and hear what his brother told him. Message translation, please. It says, Eliab's older brother heard David fraternizing with the men and lost his temper. What are you doing here? Why aren't you minding your own business, tending that scrawny flock of sheep? Number four, your business is your work. Your business is your work, your service, or occupation. Your business is your work, your service, or occupation. Esther 3.9 ESV. Esther 3.9 ESV. It says, if it please the king, let it be decreed that 
that they be destroyed. And I'll pay 10,000 times of silver into the hands of those who have the charge of the king's business, that they may put it into the king's treasuries. Are we together? In Deuteronomy 24, verse 5, Deuteronomy 24, verse 5, it speaks of a man that is newly married, that the man must not be given any work or business. Give it to me in the New King James, please. New King James. New King James. It says, when a, man, when a man has taken a new wife, he shall not go out to war or be charged with what? Any business. Are we together? So your work is what? Your business. Number five, we, we said um, a business in an organization of activities engaged in for the purpose of meeting a need or providing a service at a price in order to make profits. Luke 19, 11 to 16, ESV. And... As they heard these things, he proceeded to tell a parable because he was near to Jerusalem and because they supposed that the kingdom of God was to appear immediately, verse 12. It says, He said, therefore, a nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and then returned, verse 13. Calling ten of his servants, he gave them ten miners and said to them, what did he say? Engage in business when until I come. Did you see that? Give me verse 15 and 16, I'll see, quickly. It says, when he returned, having received the kingdom, he ordered the servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him that he might know what they had gained how by doing business. Next verse, please. The first came before him and said, Lord, your miner has made 10 miners more. So we said, a business is an organized system of activities engaged in for the purpose of meeting a need or providing a service at a price in order to make profits. Now, our context when we talk about taking your business to the next level, we want us to look at Genesis 26, 12 to 14. And you will see a businessman here, and his name was what? Isaac. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Verse 13, please. And the man was great, and what? And went forward and grew until what? It became very great. You see levels there. The man works great. He went forward and grew until it became how? Very great. That means all you have right now is not all there is. Come on now. So you need to know there's another level beyond where you are right now. In 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, the Bible tells us that we are changed from glory. Give it to me. To glory. Are we, are we together? All right, John 10, 10, Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and have it more how abundantly. Let's look at next level strategies. Next level strategies. Number one, expand your vision. Expand your vision. Whether you know it or not, you are leaving out your current vision. Whether you know it or not, you are living out your current vision. In other words, the way you're living reflects your current vision. You're producing at your current level of vision. We said here, we said vision is simply a compelling, a clear and compelling picture of the future. Vision is simply a clear and compelling picture of the future. It is a written description. It is a written description of the future you aspire to. It is a written description of the future you aspire to. It is a mental picture 
of a preferable future. Are we together? I said, are we together? All right, look at this man in Philippians 3, 12 to 14. It says, not as though I already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. So the man knows why he was alive. He knew his vision. Verse 13, please. He said, brethren, I count on myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. You see, are you seeing levels there? And reaching forth under those things which are before. The things that are behind, that was one level. The things that are before, current level. Then what's the next thing he says? Next verse. It says, I press for the mark of the prize, for the price of the high calling of God, where? In Christ Jesus. So you can see that the man is thinking in levels. I love what someone said. He said, we live life on levels, we arrive in stages. So there are different levels and you need a vision for a new level. See, our lives rise up to the vision we carry in our hearts. Because a lot of times we think what we, you know, we just, just coin one thing in your mind now, God, God, no, if it's not clear, if it's not compelling, it's not yet a vision. A vision is a clear and compelling picture of the future. Are we together? Okay. In Genesis 13, if you read from verse 14, the Bible speaks of Abraham. It says, and the Lord said to Abraham after the lot was separated from him. Now, the word lot means veil or covering. See, now that means that this individual seems to be a covering, a blinder to the vision. Then he says, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward and southward, eastward and what? And westward. Next verse 15, please. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed forever. In other words, God was saying that you can only possess what you see. And that's why you need to see the future. See, if you, if you, if you read secular, secular business books, you'll observe one thing about these people. Most of these people have seen the future before they started walking towards the future. See, so as a, as a business person, you must describe and define the future you aspire to on paper. Describe it on paper. There's something I learned from um, Peter J. Daniels. He, he was the richest man in Australia. I don't know what I still is, but I still give him that honor. And now there's something about Peter J. Daniels. He said, think on paper. A lot of us don't dream our business dreams on paper. Learn to dream on paper. Just don't dream on paper. All right, look at this very quickly. Habakkuk 2, and um, I'll read 1 to 4. This scripture turned me on last week and launched me into a study that I've not recovered from. I'm still working on. It says, I will stand upon my watch and stand upon the tower and will watch to see what it will say unto me and what I shall answer when I'm reproved. Verse 2. It says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Tell someone, write the vision. Yeah. Uh, this one translation says, um, write it on billboards. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It says, write the vision, make it plain upon tables that he may run that read it. It says, write it. Then it says, make it plain. It says, make sure it's clear. See? So the vision for the future of your business must be clear. Are we together? Okay. Then it says, it says this, verse, verse 3, please. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. This was what blessed me. I read it in so many translations and I got encouraged, really, really encouraged. It says, the vision is for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Don't tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Say amen. 
All right, so look at this in YLT, Young's Later Translation, please. Okay, it says, yet, for yet the vision is for a season. You see that? So for every season of your life, there should be a vision. From here to here. There's a long-range vision that you want to achieve in your lifetime. See? But it's a vision for the year. There's a vision for the month. The vision for the first three years. The vision for the first five years. Expand your vision. It says, breathe it out for the end and do not lie for it. If you tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It is not late. Very encouraging to know that. That it may look late to you. You see, at the point, the vision God gave you will look like a lie. At that point, your vision is testing you. So encouraging. If, if you look at it in different translations, it's such a beauty. It's such a beauty. Give it to me in um, the New Living Translation. It says the vision is for a future time. You see that? The future you aspire to. It describes the end. Then it says, and it will be fulfilled. Say amen. amen. Now look at this, look at this, look at this. It says, if it seems slow in coming, wait patiently. For it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Celebrate Jesus, please. All right, so you need a vision, a written description of how the month will end, a written description of how the, the year will end. Uh, are you getting what I'm saying? You need to put it in writing. Tell someone, put it in writing. Okay, look at this again about vision. In Matthew 10, 5 to 6, Jesus gave them a vision for a time. It says, these 12, Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, go not in, into the way of the Gentiles and into any of the city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not. See, he's giving them a very, don't go to the nations. Don't, go, don't even go to Samaria. Look at what he told them, verse 6. But rather, but go around the lordship of the house of Israel. So they have to reach only those in Israel. But Acts 1.8, he expanded their vision. Says, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost come upon you and shall be witnessed unto me. Where? In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and what? And unto the uttermost part of the earth. He has expanded their vision. Tell someone, expand your vision. Yeah, expand your vision. And that's why it's important you go to God for the vision He has for your business. Because God's vision for your business is always bigger than your vision for that business. You should know that. In Genesis 11, 1 to 6. Now, this is one thing. I've observed about the people of this world. This is the first one world government led by the first symbolic antichrist called Nimrod. He says, and the old Lord was of one language and of one speech. Next verse, please. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Verse 3, please. He said, and they said one to another, go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime handy for mortar. Verse 4. It says, and they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower. They knew exactly what they wanted to build, but watch this. It says, who stopped me? Reach unto heaven. Come on, that's big. Child of God, dream big. God is your partner. This people were dreaming naturally. 
It says, who taught me reach unto heaven? Let us make a name. Let us make us a name. Unless we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. It was a selfish dream, verse 5. And the Lord came down to see the city which the, the, and the Torah which the children of men built. That next verse, please. It says, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one. And they, all, they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have what imagined to do. See, this takes us to the next one, which I'll deal with now. But the first thing is expand your vision. Describe your vision in such a way that you can see it. See, a lot of us don't have a vision we're looking forward to. And since you don't have a vision, what will happen? You have confusion. Because a vision is a revelation of your destination. You describe your destination, reading describe your destination, and you write it that that's the destination, and you don't have a destination, what happens? You'll be drifting around. I've never heard the founder of Facebook say that now he wants to go into farming. Have you heard it? He's talking about he wants to make internet free around the world. Why? So he can get Facebook. He had a vision. In fact, there's a time his vision was to enter into China. He started learning Chinese. I told you about it. He had a vision. So for this new season, what is your vision? You must always have something you're looking forward to because the vision is a promise of hope. And the more hopeful you are, the more energetic you will be. See, you, you, you need to rewrite what is my future going to be as a business person. Are you out there? All right, number two, enlarge your thinking. It says, now nothing shall be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Now notice, the vision was really so clear, now everybody was seeing the vision. So as a, as a child of God in business, you must have the vision so clear that your vision becomes your meditation. Many of us write our visions for the year and drop it, expecting it to happen suddenly by the end of the year. And most of the time, it doesn't happen. They say, this thing doesn't work because you don't know how it works. Come on now. People don't know how it works. So when you write your vision, maybe for, the, for next year, 2019, keep it before you throughout 2019. That vision must become your imagination. See, you have the vision. Most of you, you've written it down, but it's not your meditation. By the end of the year, I want to be able to blah, 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 blah. But when last did you visit that thing again and look at it and imagine it? I was sharing with them yesterday that when Jesus appeared to Kenneth Higgins, about receiving answers to prayer, one of the things said, when you're through praying, see yourself with the answer. What's it saying? Use your imagination. How many of you use your imagination to grow your business? The secular people do it, but the children of God don't. If I ask you, where do you see yourself in the next three years? Say, uh, by the grace of God, we are going to be trying... Um, next three years, depending if the economy, uh, depending on how the economy is, depending on who wins, depending, depending. No, vision doesn't depend on circumstances. 
A few weeks ago, I started doing a research on successful businesses because whether you like it or not, this is kingdom business. Jesus said, don't you know that I must be about my father's business? King James says, wist you not, I must be about my father's business, Luke 2, 49, all right? So I was reading about businesses and the best practices, all right? So I was reading and the man said something I'll never forget. He said he has noticed that people who succeed, the economy doesn't affect them. And it got my attention. He said, no matter what happens, they always succeed. He said, the individual is his problem. I said, boy, that's a big one. He said, they'll give you an excuse and say, because of this person was ruling America at this time or this thing happened in America at this time. He said, but other people, in the midst of those crisis situations in America, they are still prospering. He said, it was what they saw. Then he asked the question, he said, your business, what have you seen? Have you had the aha moment of that business? When you saw in your imagination, this was how the business was. Most of us here have never seen anything like that in imagination. Most of us here have never seen. If I ask you, describe your business five years from now. Apostle, by the grace of God, things will be better. It's no vision. Apostle, by the grace of God, we will be everywhere. Where and everywhere? Everywhere. It's not clear. But me, the secular guy, say, in five years, where would your business be? Uh, in five years, um, we were looking at Cote d'Ivoire, Ghana, and um, South Africa. So in three years, our focus for three years, we're looking at the Northwest and um, the Southwest, then maybe around North Central because we're looking at doing something in Abuja in the next three years. We'll call a Christian. We're very religious. By the grace of God, we'll be everywhere. And you said nothing. Jesus dealt with specifics. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Have you seen it in your imagination? A lady was doing poorly in this modeling thing, pageantry business of wanting to be Miss America. She was doing poorly. And eventually, she had an idea to watch all the Miss America episodes that she could find. So she kept on watching all the Miss America episodes, kept watching them, kept watching them, kept watching them, kept watching them, until she started seeing herself win the Miss America. So finally, this lady won and became Miss America. She went to another state, ran from that state, and she won. And the reporter came to ask her, how does it feel like becoming Miss America? Says so she has been there a thousand times. The Lord said, now nothing will be restrained from them 
which they have imagined to do. He says, if this thing is in their imagination, you can't stop it from manifestation. I want you to think. Your business. What do you see? Is there any picture? Somebody said, if you don't have any picture in your mind, you don't have a future. Think about it. Because that picture is your future. You have a school. How many students do you see yourselves having five years from now? How many students are in your school? 1,000 students? Imagine it. Keep it in your mind for the next five years. You will see it. I shared with them, I think it was Jim Carrey. He was doing poorly in Hollywood. Nobody wants to um, engage his services as an actor. So one time he climbed, I think it was a, a, a high part of Hollywood, looked at it and wrote a check. Then kept in his house that, and wrote, pay Jim Carrey the sum of $5 million for acting services rendered. In five years' time, he was being paid about $5 million for every time he acts. He doesn't have two heads. God said, nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. That means if the thing is in your imagination, it's in your future. If I can conceive it in my heart, I will carry it with my hand. Until you conceive it in your heart, you will not carry it with your hand. When you think about it, I want you to think about it. What is in your imagination? We said, ex enlarge your thinking. Because most of you, I was talking to someone, I said, most people, in fact, someone even came here to see me, a pastor said, every time I dream, I see myself in that village. Every time I said, I said, I said because that's your thinking. Many of you, you still see yourself in your old houses. Some of you with your old boyfriend. You know why? Your mind is still in your past. Your body is in your future. Your mind is in your past. See? And if you are like that, you find that your life and your progress will be slow. To take your business to the next level. It's more than just working and working and working. What is here? Because the future you see is the future that will be. Many of you here, you've not done the written one. To write in five years, in, in, in three years, in ten years. You've not done it. And worse still, you can't even see a future. So that shop... You're selling provision. The shop is getting smaller and smaller. You know why it's getting smaller? Not because there are more witches, but there are more provision shops opening. You see that? So you were the only shop in this area, and that's one thing about Nigeria. If one person's business is moving, everybody's going to that business. So that person has started the shop there. So those people who walk down from there will not walk down to your shop anymore. 
So I'll say it this way. But when you have the imagination, it doesn't matter what anybody does or what anybody doesn't do. People will keep coming. Because for as a thinker in his heart, so is he. Have you seen yourself scoring if you're a footballer? There's something they did to basketballers. They got some basketballers. And um, they said these ones should not, should not um, um, practice free throws, but they should practice it in their mind. These other ones should practice free throws by throwing. When they brought the two of them together, they couldn't, they couldn't tell the difference. Because your mind cannot separate fiction from reality. What is in your imagination? Where have you seen yourself singing? Where have you seen yourself singing? The lady said, I've been there a thousand times. How did she get there? In her mind. Where you are right now reflects your current way of thinking. You are exactly where you kept yourself. How do you dress in your dream? Some of you, you're a boxer. You all sit at home. You're never dressed well in your dream. This is why life is hard. Because your dreams reflect your heart. And as you think it in his heart, so is it. So you live where poor people stay. You wear what poor people wear. I'm not trying to insult anyone. I'm trying to challenge you. Because many of us are not using our imagination. No witch is strong enough to stop that thing from happening. God had to come and scatter it by himself. God came down. He didn't send an angel. That's how powerful this thing you have there is. The lady that hasn't married, and she's seen herself wedded many times, seen her wedding many times. This lady shared her testimony, at least for a while, she kept on rehearsing, rehearsing the words before the Lord. Then she forgot. She never knew that when she was saying those things over again and again and proclaiming them, she was sowing those things into her heart. It became inevitable. Her birthday was July 16th. She got married on July 14th. Because as he thinketh in his heart, not so it shall be, so is he. What is your dream like? Because your dream reflects your heart's condition. Every time I dream, I see myself, the time in shrine. Every time I see myself, the time in shrine. Every time I see myself, the time in shrine. Yes. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your stronghold is in your mind. That's why you have to go home after the service, write out something about your future, rehearse it consistently. Listen to messages again and again to change that programming inside of you so you cannot keep on perpetuating the same mistakes again 
Some of you dream, you see yourself in primary school. You are still in primary school. You are 48, you are in primary school. Can you see that you never moved from the trauma of your childhood? In your dreams, you're always in secondary school. Wanted to write exam. Wanted to write exam. You know the past. Wanted to write exam. You know the finish. The trauma of your past is still haunting you till today. And you're 55. You have nothing to show for your life. Because for as a thinker in his heart, so is he. I'll never forget the man that business book. He said, he won't talk about any of those things that do the business. He said, let us clarify this thing first. Because this will be your biggest challenge in business. It's not just putting money into a venture. Because many of you have put money into a venture and there was no future. So what happened? It came to zero. To zero. You had the money. Your uncle gave you 15 million. 15 million and nothing came out. Because this principle for us a thinketh in his heart. How can a man who sees himself in a village living on top of those houses close to the river in your dream move into a mansion? It's impossible. But if you conceive it in your heart, there's a way God designed life. Everything will work to create that future you see in your heart. So don't blame nobody. I live in the house I saw myself living in many years ago. So I've been there. I say, ah, I've seen this day before. Ah, I've seen this day before. It was in my imagination. I want you to think for a moment. Are you blaming everybody you can blame? Blaming all, all people have all kinds of excuses. But the real truth the bottom line is the way you think. Somebody said, if you fail, it's your fault. If you succeed, it's your fault. And I dare say it to you, if you're failing, it's your fault. Your imagination. That's where you conceive your future. In fact, one of the words for imagination in scripture is conception. That means when you begin to imagine things, you are conceiving to sustain that imagination, what happened? You deliver the baby. Stop blaming people that people don't know. Go back to your drawing room. Write what you want to see in 2019. Start rehearsing it now in your mind. Say it to yourself. Rehearse it in your mind. Say it to yourself. Rehearse it in your mind. I rest my case. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise a people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God 
to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wale Fesso, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Birubulu, Yenegua Bayoso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 0803-382-7072 or 0805-120-4708. God bless you.